the Coach in the Casual Miami edition. We continue with the double BKFC champ, Luis Palomino, as he gets ready to defend his title February 2nd at the Hard Rock in Miami. This is brought to you by Bucked Up. Let's go. Hell yeah. Honestly, dude, we're, we're pumped to have you. I'm glad that you got to witness what I have to do. We're on episode like 20 now at this point. <laughs> uh, I have to deal with this every start of the day. We, that <laughs> intro, guys, that you watched before the start of this video, that took like 17 takes. Every time. <laughs> every time. Dude, like it's not the one time and done. We had, uh, we had Drinkers Duplessis. Uh, we had him on the podcast. Duplessis. Yeah. Ramsey trying to say his name. Honestly, I almost jumped off the balcony. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I don't have a good pronunciation. Time, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I can't like pronounce names, like, dude. But honestly, we're freaking pumped to have. We actually uh, we briefly just saw each other because you were in Salt Lake. Yeah. That was our first real because we we did a lot of the background stuff for uh, BKFC out there. We love the organization, but you were actually one that really stood out to us there because you weren't even there to fight. You were there to to represent. But what was that experience? Because uh, you even called out Perry. In fact, you were going to replace Eddie if Eddie didn't show, right? Yeah. And you called him out, and he kind of just he kind of just shuddered it. But by all by all accounts, he should be fighting you if he wants any amount of credibility. This is your sport. Yeah, well, you know the the whole idea surfaced the moment that I heard about the fight happening, and I, saw, I, I made a call to Dave, and I said, "Hey, Dave, you know what happens if somebody gets injured? Mm. You know what was the idea then? You know, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't it be good to have me as a backup?" Yeah. You know, I'll take on either one of them, Eddie Alvarez or Mike Perry. And at this point, I was gunning more at um, at Mike Perry because I, I was thinking that Eddie Alvarez didn't really want to face me. Yeah. But his answer was very, very clear, right? His answer was like, hey, Lewis, I'll fight you. If they if they pay me what I'm getting paid, you know, tomorrow night, I'll fight you every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His words, right? And after the fight happens, you know, Perry started calling out a bunch of people that are not in the organization. Yeah. Right. And somebody in the in the post press conference came and asked him, said, "Hey, well, you know, let's let's stick in the organization. And what do you know? What do you think about Luis Palomino? You know, number one pound for pound from of BKFC. What about his call out? Nine and zero, double champ. You know what I mean? And he his answer after capturing the you know King of Violence title was yeah. very violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? His answer was more like. Uh, well, you know, I think if, you know, whoever the organization puts in front of me has to have a certain amount of followers, comments and likes and whatnot. And I posted a clip of that video on my social media, man, and he got crucified for that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, dude, is like, I mean, they call it Mike Perry Sport. And Mike, you know, he's violent for sure. I mean, that was a, it, it was a violent fight. He's had some violent fights, right? Eddie's face was rough. Rough, that. bro. But... The cool. thing is, does it grind your gears? Because we had Mike on the podcast, right? And Mike is just fun to talk to and be around. But, but we're not. It's not. We're not in that sport, right? We're not in the, the BKFC. Does it grind your gears a little bit that he gets he gets crowned the king of BKFC when if you just talk about performance, it's your organization? <laughs> yeah, man. Look, in in BKFC history, nobody has reached eight and zero record. Yeah, I'm sitting here at nine and zero. Nobody has defended the title more than three times. I'm sitting here with six world title defenses. Dang. You know what I mean? I'm, they call me the number one for pound for pound because that's who I am. You know, nobody has broke all these records that I've broken, you know? 
So at this point, it's like, you know, you, you create this new belt and you call it the king of violence. And then you present the belt like it's more important than like the, a than championship. The actual, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The way that they brought it out and everything was like, like, I guess this is now the way that you that you're looking at it. Like it's more important than the actual world title belts. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it kind of rubbed me off a little, yeah, a little funny, you know. But and, and that's nothing personal with Perry because yeah. I like Perry, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, oh, look, I'm a fan of Perry. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, how can you not? Right? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Fun, yeah. It was super cool. We see each other. We, you know, we have mutual respect. You know, uh, look, I'm gonna give Perry the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't his doing on his answer that day. Yeah, it yeah. It was, it was his manager. Yeah, it was his manager because you know we got beef, man. I got beef with the managers. You know what I mean? We, there's, there's a long. We, we can't let that just flow by. Talk yeah. about the beef. Let's yeah, put the we beef. love to talk I, beef. I've been, I've, been, I've been getting blocked by those guys because I never signed with them many years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you manage, right? Yeah, I managed to. Yeah, you know, but I, I just started my company. My company just started right now. But it's beef, like in, in a sense where okay, I'll give you an example. Before this fight, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to challenge bigger dudes because the guys in my weight class are not. They're not responding. Yeah. Chad Mendes hid from me. Yeah. Larry hid from me for an entire year. Called I called him out over and over. We had exchange of words and DMs. I don't put that out there. I'm not going to put him out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, respectful. Mm -hmm. you know? But he didn't want to face me. He disappeared for a year, comes back to fight Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. All right. That's my weight class. Yeah. So now I'm over here overextending myself to a he you know to a heavier weight division. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get paid. Okay. So I challenged Thiago Alves before Perry came into the organization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiaguas writes back to me and he's like, hey man, I uh, appreciate the the respectful call out, you know, but fighting you at 170, that's nothing for my career. I fight, I'm fighting at 175. So, okay, I'll fight you at 175. Just fight this man. He wants to fight you. So I said, okay, so I'll fight you at 175 then. And then if it's going to be like that, let's do it for the title then. Yeah. But I'm not trying to, I'm not crazy, man. I'm not yeah. trying to aim at a 175 pound title. Yeah. yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I, I, I know that I can't beat everybody there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know I can beat some people there. Yeah. You know? So those particular people that I pulled out, I, I believe I can beat them. Yes. So I told Tiago, what's up? I st spoke to Dave and we were negotiating numbers, man, for this fight. We were going to make it happen. Here comes Malky. <sighs> Here comes first round management. And what does he do? He double dips. He put my brother, my brother Yuli, he's a brother of mine, yeah. right? And he puts Yuli that he's managing to fight Tiago that he's managing to double dip. Oh, yeah. And he bumped me out of the equation. After you lined it up. You understand know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden, I'm out of the title fight. I'm out of a money fight. Yeah. Right? You know, a fight that the fans would have loved to. Even though, man, the fight between Yuli and Tiago was great. It yeah. Was, it was awesome. It was yeah, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Yeah. It was a great fight. But, you know, that's the little thing that we have going on between. So now it's like, I saw Perry with, you know, Malky's brother, whatever his name is. Cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. And it just, I think it's Malky too. That answer that Perry gave, it, was, it didn't sound unique, man. It didn't sound like it was him. That makes a lot of sense. Almost, too. Like, it, here's the thing, is that I'm a big Mike fan. Also, I'm, I'm terrified of the man. <laughs> I, I went to dinner with him, and I was making a little joke. I, I made a joke or something, and for a second, he just goes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> me too. I was like, kill me. <laughs> but uh, and and his boxing coach JT, I you know, it's, we really like them. But do you feel like it's almost disrespectful to the sport to not fight you? To of course, man. I mean, like I'm over here. I've been over here like like a little kid in the classroom, resting his hands, like all respectful and shit. Like, yeah. 
enough's enough already, man. Yeah, even at the press conference, you know, even at the press conference, up. I kept everything cool, everything respectful. Yeah. I'm not disrespecting nobody. I don't think that in this game you have to disrespect anybody. That you're gonna find me every day. Yeah. But I do speak with my own confidence because I am confident of myself and I and what I my capabilities. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have like an aura, bro. I mean, you, you know, know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm, 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 you got zen. I, don't I know, bro. You're zen. Like, oh. <laughs> man, I, I, I put in the work. I've done everything. You look, do some research on BKFC history fighters. Okay. Because there's some nice records out there that you can compare to now. Yeah. But who has fought the most undefeated fighters in BKFC? Yeah. Yeah, they I, just fell through the line. I, I didn't get one easy fight in this game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally fought the who's, the whoever was the best. Jim Anders was the face. Yeah. Do you think it's a shortcoming of the organization? And there, here's another thing. This is also, it's so difficult because the thing is, you want to be respectful. Even us, we want to be respectful because we because of what they've done for us. BKFC, we really like them. We really like Dave Feldman. We, we like all those guys. Uh, so, but it's also tough because you also have to, it's, it's like uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or in Africa they have an expression that says, if the baby doesn't cry, it'll die, right? <laughs> you you got to speak up. That's a good one. Yeah. You don't Miami, Miami, we say closed mouths don't get fed. Exactly. Don't don't get get fed. Fed. Yeah. So do you think it's a failure of the organization that they're not letting their undisputed double champ have a bite of that? They're, they're not pushing their champ? And you got you to look at it in the business aspect, right? And, and if you look at it in business-wise, right? Okay. I understand the mentality behind David Feldman and, and, and BKFC when you're bringing in those big names like the Luke Rockholds, the Mike, Mike Perry, Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez, Chad Mendes. I understand because you're bringing in those eyes that are already on those people and you're paying them a certain amount of money. Great. I think that BKFC has already done enough of that. Yeah. I now it's time to be a real now promotion. Now it's time to build out your To promote your guys. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. so, now, tell me. Would it be bad for the company, right? Let's, let's give you an example. Let's say Eddie Alvarez, instead of being booked against Mike Perry, which is way bigger than him, yeah, right, would have been booked against me. Yeah. Okay? It would have been a more fair fight for Eddie Alvarez himself. Yeah. yeah. It's a big... Look, you man, guys are the same no gloves here. There's yeah. no gloves here. Bone pressure, bone density is, is a factor. Mike is so much bigger you, than You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so wouldn't it be good if either one happens... If I beat the former UFC, former Bellator yeah, champion, champion, and yeah. I have that guy in your house, or even if that former UFC, former Bellator champion beats the former, but you have a great champion there, yeah. like, wouldn't it be good business? Then Mike could have fought for the championship you, you no matter what. Yeah, yeah. You understand uh, what I'm saying? You know, but, you know, I mean. They, they could have had a homegrown champion. To, when you come to that fight of Perry and, and Eddie Alvarez, I had. Eddie Alvarez winning every single second of that fight. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, so let's talk about that fight because that was our first experience with BKFC. And until you go watch live. it. Like yeah, live. Live, like, yeah. yeah. First experience being there live. And Eddie, I thought from Jump Street, because just being around Mike, Mike's actually, when, you, when you're next to him, he's big. Yeah, he's a large, big, bigger than yeah. you think. Yeah. And I bigger thought, than me, too. Yeah. I, was like, I, I thought that Mike was just going to beat the hell out of him. Eddie came out here, boom, boom, so quick. Pop, 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 pop. Like, quick. It, like he could close his eyes and land the punch. The yeah. speed Everything was unbelievable. Was In fact, that first round, Mike was, he was, he was a little stumbling. He was He was punched. stumbled a couple of times. Yeah. He was punched and he was in trouble, and then he and then he came out. He even said he was like, "Oh yeah, I did on purpose." No, he was in trouble at a certain he point. Was in trouble. Yeah. Then he cut him up. What's your opinion of if you were in there with Eddie? Because he's so fast. Would you call yourself a fast guy, a power guy? The the difference is is what 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 made him go bad. It wasn't it wasn't what changed everything for him. It wasn't the fact of, of speed or anything like that. Is that he stopped moving his legs. Mm. Mm. He started he started like. He was tagging so much, he started getting a little overconfident. Yeah. 
and he stayed in the pocket a little too long. And then I said this before the fight even happened. I said, I had Perry winning the fight, not by skill, not by skill. I always said, Eddie Alvarez is the better boxer here. Yeah. Okay. And he can very much win this fight. But I said, I will have um, Perry winning the fight because the dog in him. Yeah. The dog in him. Is and he's got a dog in him. He's mean. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. what happened. That dog woke up, started walking through punches, and started landing his because Eddie wasn't moving. Yeah, Eddie I, I think Eddie's biggest problem too is that he's so cheeked up. He's got so much ass that it's just hard, <laughs> it's hard to move. <laughs> yeah, he was thick, boy. <laughs> and, he was, <laughs> and then even at the press conference, boy, was sweating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mike called him out. It, that was remember that, that room was, so that, yeah, that, it was like cold in that, that room. room. Was freezing. <laughs> yeah, that room was freezing. Cold. Well, like for me, I feel like I see your point one hundred percent. If they would have now the Eddie card has been kind of, you know, not ruined, but, you know, it's been changed. Like, if he wouldn't lost to Mike Perry, came in and fought you, win or loss, That'd be great. it'd be better for the whole sport. And I see what you're saying, because now you're like, well, what are they going to do, drop Eddie down? And he's like, well, he already lost. You know what I mean? Compared to, he and can't he fight could, you. Yeah, if he had fought you first, I mean, that's the perfect example of, the, I mean, kind of a fumble bag on, on BKFC's part, is that if Eddie fought you first, Let's say he wins, Mike gets to fight now the champion. The, yeah, yeah. The bigger Let's guy. say you win, he gets to fight the champion yeah, anyway. Yeah. No matter what, he gets to fight for a championship instead of a, 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 a BMF. I'm glad that you guys see it. See no, it. you saw, or we're scared of you. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> we'll disagree <laughs> with anything you're saying. Well, let's, you know? let's talk about background, right? Uh, <coughs> I got to imagine that your background is in MMA, not just in striking. I mean, you, everybody can see your ear, right? That's not a boxing. Former uh, World Series of Fighting Champ. Yeah. Talk about it. What what what's your what's your fighting background? Then we'll talk about how you got to bare knuckle. Man, first first off, I started out boxing when I was ten years old. Okay, that was the first time I ever did any of the combat sports. Ten years old to thirteen years old, boxing in California with the Mexicans. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, they walk forward. Yeah, and my father goes to prison. Fast forward, I come to Miami. We start all over again, right? So it's like my my brothers, my sisters, my mom. We're all living in a one bedroom uh, hotel for like. A good, a good year, and yeah. then moved to a one-bedroom apartment for like another five, seven years. Yeah. And that was illegal with 31 years here in the country. Yeah. You know I mean? So there was times that I would win fights in MMA, and just the, the possibility or the idea that I could ever go to UFC was a reality to me. Yeah. Because how? I mean, what what was your <laughs> yeah what was, you know, you were a striker but what was your other what was your main grappling base so from from uh, from then I came into to Miami and I studied capoeira first Brazilian oh, martial arts cap, what's capoeira? capoeira what's capoeira capoeira is a Brazilian martial art it's okay uh, back from the slavery time okay uh, Angola's uh, Africans were transported to Brazil okay and mixed with the Brazilians and they created this art called capoeira. It's a Brazilian martial art hitting inside a dance form, kind of acrobatic. Okay. You know, Beautiful. So like, yeah, it's like imagine being a slave and you're trying to train martial arts. I'm not going to let you. Right? right. So they would hide it inside this dance form. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to oh, capoeira, that's sick. I, I'm trilingual. I speak fluent Portuguese. Some people think I'm Brazilian. So fica firme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, capoeira I did for a good 12 years. I'm a professor and graduated professor from that. And then... Can you get a black belt in that or no? Uh, the black belt doesn't belts. go with black belt, but the, the belt that I got would be the equivalent of a black belt. Okay. Well, tell us what that belt is called. Uh, that would be Fasha, Fasha, Fasha Hosha. Hell yeah. We're learning so long. I'm I know, bro. I'm learning a lot. I can continue. So, so I did some capoeira and mind you, I grew up, like if you see every single knuckle has a tooth mark. Yeah. That's before. That's before I did bare knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> that's because in Miami, when I came to Miami 27 years back, 
Miami is not what you see today. Like, yeah. Like, Miami was like gang activity, like you wouldn't believe. Like, it was I mean, crazy. I've driven around here and I could see, I believe it. I've seen, yeah, see it, the scars it, of it, it still. Was yeah. Bad. It was like real bad. Like, yeah. we went to a mosque in a spot that was, yeah. you know, a little bit. In the hood. In the hood. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, right? Wouldn't that be the hood, Diego? Diego lived out here, so he knew where we were. So I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that for yeah. sure, you know? So now it's very true. But back then, it was like every corner you go, there's a group of people. Yeah. And there's gangs everywhere. Yeah. But I never, I didn't come from, I came from boxing in California, man. So to me, four people on one was coward shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I never joined the gang, which made it more prone for me to get into fights. Yeah. Mm. And then I always, like, I never liked that shit, so I always, like, defend people that I didn't even know. Right. I have a sponsor today that I defended when I was, like, in middle school. Yeah. And was getting jumped by four guys. I'm not even going to mention his name. Tell He's me. my sponsor today. Dude, yeah. he, he, <laughs> he used like he jumped him to take his chain, and I got in there, and we got you know they didn't take nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, years yeah. Later, after my first title, when I fought, when I got my first MMA title in uh, Connecticut, I come back to Miami, and I'm in the VIP. <laughs> yeah, and he's like right next to me, he's like, "Hey, Palomino, I'm like, hey, what's up?" And I don't remember this shit. Yeah, yeah. I used to do it so much, so many times. He's like, "You don't remember, do you? You were drunk. Just tell me the whole story." Like, man, you did this. Like, he became a sponsor to today. Dude, oh, yeah. dude, that's really dude, cool, if, man. If you're, okay, so if you're an upcoming fighter, cruise around the streets, <laughs> yeah. look for dudes getting jumped and back up. Good people, call, man. Good karma. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Come back around. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I was telling you that, too. Like, I would try to find, I mean, quote, unquote, I guess I was almost a bully myself. But I'd find the bullies that were bullying on someone and be like, I just like to fight. So I was like, yeah, I'll fight you. And then they'd be like, you're pretty calm about that. And I'm like, yeah. come on, let's just do it. You know? And then uh, they're like, oh, I'm okay. Like, usually if you're calm about it, people are like, yeah, they're like, uh, uh this guy yeah, likes this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so fast forward, uh, my Capoeira master, Mr. Cesar, he tells me, you know, I, I, oh, I seen a friend of mine that used to do Capoeira with us years ago. He had left in, he had left to Atlanta and he started fighting. Yeah. That's Rafael Asunsang. He went to UFC. Yeah. And Rafael Asunsang had this tattoo right here. On his stomach. Yeah. So this is the group Capoeira. The Capoeira group that we were in. Only if you become a professor, you can have this tattoo. Dude, imagine, imagine you're like some street thug, right? <laughs> and you're messing with some dudes. And then some dude just basically is dancing <laughs> and walking <laughs> your ass. <laughs> laughing at you. Know, like, like the whole thing is the Capoeira's like dancing. He's like, wham! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, honestly, you could hurt someone yeah, with some Capoeira. You generate a lot of power. Yeah. Like if they don't know how to defend it, yeah, dude, you would literally deal with the hell's going on <laughs> yeah you'd be spitting <laughs> just like and when it came to like the actual fight fight you know you gotta you gotta remember you know Kabota was created in that dance form to be able to hide the fact that they were practicing a martial art yeah the reality once you go to fight you're not gonna do the actual yeah the, the other the hiding movement you just go straight to the, yeah, yeah. the kicks you know yeah but you see like uh like what's his name um what was, oh shit i just drew a blank the leg kicker 55 ufc Barbosa. Barbosa. He was a capoeira, the and then he lands those crazy spinning, spinning kicks. He can generate, yeah, that's capoeira. You yeah, know? This is, I'm just learning about this. This is awesome, dude. So it's kind of fun. Capoeira, you know, that's, you know, I come from boxing. I'm street fighting every day of my life because there's gangs everywhere. Yeah. Fighting everywhere. And now I do capoeira, so I start learning how to do kicks. If it wasn't for capoeira, man, I'd probably be dead right now. Yeah. Dang. I was, you know, I have friends that are still in jail today. Dang. You know, like, you know I have some that passed away. Yeah. And yeah. Passed away. Passed yeah. Away. You know what I mean? Like, Got killed, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it saved my life. Yeah. It kept me out of the streets. It gave me discipline. And when I met Mr. Sessor, Mr. Sessor told me, and I told him, I said, I have seen a friend of mine, who's son fighting. And I said, man, I want to do that. Yeah. And he was like, well, if you want to do that, then you need to start all over again. 
Oof. He didn't even wrestle jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he took me to a to a good friend of ours. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. And then from then, I became a blue belt within eight months and just went straight into pro. Did it? Was it crazy frustrating? I mean, you had a does, does capoeira? Does it translate to jujitsu at all? Nothing. Not even. The only nothing. thing that helped me was the fact that I was very uh, agile. I yeah. was explosive. I was yeah. very explosive. But uh, ah, it was uh, George Pereira. Okay. George, oh, George yeah. Pereira, yeah. yeah, yeah George sure. Pereira got me from zero to a blue belt in eight months, and he got me my first fight. Yeah. Here in Miami. And uh, that fight was fucking hilarious, man. Because I, I had no, for my first probably eight or nine pro fights, I had no sparring partners. Yeah. I had no wrestling. <laughs> no idea that you had to train conditioning. And my first two, three fights, I didn't know that you cut weight. <laughs> so I went straight to pro, no amateur fight. He was fighting at his normal walk around weight. 70, <laughs> when you're, I used to be 165. Yeah, yeah, just showed up. I was like lighter than this, 165, 167. <laughs> so you, know, you were five pounds under, you were fighting at your walk around weight. It was crazy, man. The first fight I had, I, I, this dude, I knocked him out in a minute, 23 seconds. That was great. You know, I was dying. Of, I was one minute, 23 seconds. I was so gassed out. Yeah. Uh, Imagine if you'd gone the second round. I thought I was a killer, you know? Like, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> The, the You're like, where's fight? the trash can? <laughs> the second fight I fought some dude named Jeremy Stevens. It's six foot four. Oh, not the nor not Jeremy Stevens from BKFC. No, and not UFC. Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy May. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy May. May. Like Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens May. is not six, six four. four. Yeah, he ended up going to UFC at one eighty five. So imagine how big. This Damn, is. dude, because he's cutting down from yeah, two ten. So no, the second fight was twenty five second knockout. The third fight was him, Jeremy Jeremy May. So Jeremy May, right? I'm in the wings, and this dude is in a sauna suit. Running around and shit, I'm like, the fuck's this guy doing? Yeah. So then after the fight, I didn't. I knocked out the first two guys. The third one, I didn't knock him out. Every every punch I land, like right here. Jumping. That's where I took him out with the low kick, <laughs> with the calf kick that everybody claims is theirs. Yeah. Nobody can prove like I can prove that's my kick. Yeah. Nobody started that kick before me. Yeah. yeah. I have video proof since 2008. Yeah. 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 The calf kick is ours. It was created in MMA Masters Gym. Oh really? That's our. That's our. Kick. All right, that's I, dope. I won seventy percent of my fights with a calf kick. Damn. You all give right. Me that bullshit about I came from ATT. I beat four guys from ATT. And then they learned it from you. Yes. So They're like, hey, what was I that? Beat, that worked. Masvidal with it. Masvidal couldn't walk for like two weeks. I remember that. It's a calf kick. Yeah. You, you said before. you went with Masvidal with them. Yeah. Yeah, you beat them. Did Masvidal you ever? You never them. fought Masvidal in the backyard, though, huh? No, 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 not in the backyard. We fought. We fought in real in the cage. Yeah. When was that? What promotion? That was uh. Glenn Rice promotion. I forgot the name. It was like out here, right? It was called yeah. It was in a Triple A arena. How did you, did you win or he won? No, I won. <laughs> with a with a calf kick. I took out his calf. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would take out the leg first and then I would finish him. Dude, hell yeah. I couldn't finish him, but I I, I won. The yeah, yeah, I fucked him up. But and he came in eight pounds heavy. Fast. Yeah. So I made I made two more thousand dollars just for that. Yeah. Was, that like, was that like 2008, 10? Yeah, all right. Yeah. And you didn't care. He comes with eight pounds over because you fought a guy who was 210. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he's like, like pounds, yeah. he's trying to get one on you, and you're like, oh, only eight pounds? This yeah, is great. Cool, it's amazing. What a fair fight. Actually, actually, you know that it's illegal in Miami. You can't pass six pounds. So they were going to they were gonna cancel the fight. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So the commission, because he had just came from doing the fight overseas. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was like, oh, you know, who's Palomino? I fought in front of thousands of people. Palomino's fighting yeah. in front of hundreds. You know, so he was like, no, no, you know. Uh, I was the Miami guy now. Yeah. And yeah. He used to be the Miami guy. He just came back to Miami. And supposedly he had his contract with UFC already. Oh, yeah? So then when he fought me and I beat him, he got bunked. 
and he ended up going to strike force first. Oh, Ooh, yeah. And then who did he beat over there with the same calf kick? Can you lose? That's true, yeah. He took your calf kick. He, uh, calf kick. he didn't win the title over there. No, he, no, no, he, he was just like top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strike but force was, was tough. Jeremy May, right, after I beat him, I asked him, he was a super cool guy, right? I asked him, hey, bro, let me ask you something. Why, why were you running around with the, with the bags? and all suit, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, man, I was just cutting my last 10 pounds. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, cutting weight? 10 pounds. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I come down from 200, I don't know what. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's when I found out there was such a thing as weight cutting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So I grew up wrestling, so like, that's yeah, huge. You know what I mean? Like, what the, yeah. fuck is what the fuck's going on? on? I <laughs> fucking hate weight cutting, though. I mean, yeah. I wish they found a way to get rid of it and just let I, us. I think it would be, be better fights yeah. if, we didn't, if we didn't have that bullshit. What are you cutting now? Right now, I'm not. But right now, what I did was, I was explaining to him earlier, you know, I've been fighting on 55, right? So then you know how you, after you, you cut a little bit, you get a little anxiety of eating. Yeah. You eat, you know, and I like to, the moment that I'm done, like I, don't, I, I'm, like I told you, I'm, tra- I'm battling time. So the moment that I finish a fight, it could be Friday, I finish fighting, in Monday or Tuesday, I'm in the gym. Yeah. And then what I do is I start lifting weights. Yeah. And I pump, because I'm a skinny dude, bro. If I, just, if I don't lift weights, I whoop. You get, yeah, you That's get, how I, get, I am. I lose everything. Yeah. I lose everything. So I have to hit pump, pump, pump. So what I did this time, I said I took advantage that I did these three surgeries in my last fight. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just now get in shape at 170, like the way that I would be in shape at 155. Yeah. Because, you know, you're, yeah. you walk a little, a little higher in. And you're, you're not worried about running, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I worked on. I worked yeah. on getting my body. The way that I look when I cut down to 155. Yeah. It took me a little while, but I did it. That's what had I to put on muscle. You had to put on like real muscle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I had to put on some weight. Yeah. To then come down with this quality. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's a hard. So thing. right now I'm walking around 167, 170. When did you did, when did you realize that that uh, big time MMA wasn't gonna happen for you and you and you switched? When did you say it's time to make a switch? So I started fighting the Russians in Russia. Oh, oh yeah, that's what happened. Did you ever, ever do one of those square offs where they they they'll bring it nah, in? Nah, this was a AC. It was called ACB. It was the biggest show in Russia. Yeah, ACB. ACB. Yeah, and uh, they offered me a fight on that, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough out there. Because <laughs> like the only it, decision I won over there was because like, of Brazilian. Yeah, and there's no like <laughs> testing. Like yeah. <laughs> but you want to know what happened? All right, all right, check this out. I fought this dude. I forgot his name. If I think of his name, I'll tell you his name, right? It's probably Sergey. I think it was my, <laughs> my second fight, right? And this dude was 9-0 undefeated, and this was like the title eliminator, right? Yeah. And I fought this dude in, in Grozny, Russia. Yeah. All right. I come into the hotel. This I got videos of this shit. Yeah. I come into a room, and it's like a nasty, dirty room. Everything's like needles, IVs. No. Like needles everywhere. I have the video. And I'm like, what the fuck? So my coach and I walk out. We go downstairs. They're like, hey, you gave us a, they already had the key in the hand. They were just trying to get in here. Oh, oh trying to mess with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah we take everything. Oh, letting yeah. you know they already took the steroids so and everything? I had, oh. torn, had torn my PCL two weeks before that fight. I did a cortisone shot, and I went anyways. Yeah. I didn't cancel the fight. And I fought this dude. We got, it was a decision. He just held me down. I'm a really good wrestler. And we got fight of the night, bro, because I was trying to, I was really trying to beat the crap out of him. Yeah. So I got a 10K fight of the night bonus. Dude, yeah. I actually remember this fight. Yeah, yeah, because I, I would I watch the old 10K fight of the night bonus we put yeah. on the show. But he, he won, right? Obviously, right? The wrestling and everything. And now we're in the back about to get tested. And here comes the Chechen president. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah. Um, he came in. 
and he literally comes in and just takes him out of the line and takes him out. No. In my face, bro. No. Yeah. I, mean, I believe it. I mean, yeah. He was like, well, like, damn it. Yeah. Okay, I'm not coming back over here. Yeah, yeah I, I, believe I did come back again. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, you did come back. I'm gonna give you a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I did like four fights over there. Um, I was losing. I, I probably lost one good fight. I think that fight, I, I would agree that I fought that. I lost that fight because he held me down like, yeah, for like two rounds. He had me for a long time. But the other fights, I didn't lose. Really? The split decision loss. So I was like in a three fight losing streak. And ever, first in my life, you know, yeah. ever. And I never had more than two in a row, you know? So I'm like, damn. I just uh, separated from my fiance. My, my ex-wife took my son away from me again. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, messed up. Yeah, right? bad place. Yeah, and uh, I was living in the gym because when my ex-fiance had, yeah. had a stepson. Yeah. And I kick her out with her kid, bro. Yeah. So I said, like, ah, okay, you know what? You stay in, the, in my apartment. In my apartment, I already paid the next, I don't know how many months I had paid. Yeah. You guys can stay there, and I'm going to go live in the gym. You know, and I went to go live in the gym, and they called me for a fight in Chile. <sighs> and I go to do this fight, right? But my coach, in the end of the day, ended up not being able to come. And now I'm going from making like you know, thirty, you know, thirty k, yeah. to a three thousand dollar fight. Yeah. No. Like, what kind of motivation do you give for that? <laughs> nah, geez, yeah. there, but I was, I was bad. Yeah. I'm over here in the gym. I'm broke. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I'm like, ah, so I'm here. I wasn't there. Yeah. And then you were kind of like, yeah. I'm going to try something different. Yeah, you know, so I went, I went over there and I, and I lost the fight, but it just held me down. Yeah, so wrestling. You know, uh, it held me down and, and uh, I lost the fight and I said, you know what, that's it. You know, I, I'm hurting my record now. Yeah. I'm hurting my legacy. And I said, I said, that's it, but the fighting in me wasn't it yet. It was just that. Yeah. You know? Style. Yeah, you know, so I said, you know what, let me try boxing. But at this time, I'm 37 years old, so I'm an old man for boxing. Yeah. You know, so I'm over here getting ready. Like six, seven months passed by getting ready in the gym for boxing. And I got like maybe two agreements to fight. Like one guy was like 17 and no, another guy was like 20 something and no. Yeah. I say yes. The next day they call me, hey man, they don't want to fight. The next day they call me, hey man, they don't want to fight. Because you look, you look me up, you look at an old man. Yeah. Zero and zero in boxing, dangerous with heavy hands. Yeah. yeah. And You're then that's when I started seeing like, you know, uh, bare knuckle. You know, coming up, and I saw uh, Jim Allers, and I'm like, hold on a second. Jim Allers was an old training partner of mine. Yeah. We cool. It's my boy. But I used to, you know. Whoop his yeah, ass. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, it was, you know, it, it wasn't like his, 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 the beast was jujitsu grappling was his thing. Yeah. You know, in striking. Yeah. You know, it's, that was my thing. Yeah. So I said, hold up a second. Man. And this dude's been, I went in the head first, and we're here now, man. Man, you know. That's dope, bro. And you never lost one. Just kind of feel like <laughs> when you got out there, where you just like, this is my fucking sport. This is it. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> I said, I said but you mean to tell me I can punch these motherfuckers in the face <laughs> and I don't got to worry about getting taken down? Yeah. <laughs> now you sound like and Mike. I don't got to wear gloves? Like, yeah. Now you yeah. sound like Mike Perez or Mike's like, dude, I don't know how to do jujitsu. I just want to punch. <laughs> yeah, Mike's like, I don't want to do jujitsu, you know? Shit. Dude, but that's, that's so your first fight, though, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, famous quote from Tyson's everybody's got a game plan until they get hit in the mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. The first time that you get hit in the face hard with a bare knuckle, are you like holy, sh or are you like, oh, good, that wasn't that bad? Look, the way, the way that I see it, man, you got two type of fighters. Yeah. Okay. You have one that when they get cracked with a good shot with this in the face or anywhere else, they start to melt. Yeah. They start to minimize. Wilt away. Yeah. Yes. And then you have those that get just fucking mad. Ugh. I get mad, bro. 
You want to hit? I want to hit you back. Yeah. I'm not thinking about how I got hurt. I'm not thinking about how much it's hurting. I'm just thinking I need to get you back for that. Yeah. yeah. Get your lickings in. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's how I was, dude. <laughs> just get to like. Do you feel like though in the bare knuckle, you can kind of just like let that aggression out more than like you know MMA. You have to be so you know precise because you don't want to give up takedowns. Yeah, it's a good question because even though there's no takedowns. And people would think this, right, with bare knuckle. They would think that this is just a brute sport. And even Mike Tyson, the animal of animals, says this, this is a thinking man sport. Yep. Well, imagine this, bro. We don't have gloves. The slightest mistake will get you cut to a... You, you don't necessarily have to be the bad, the, the worst guy to, to win the fight. Yeah. You get a cut big enough, the fight's over. Doctor's cut. Stop so, so, so you have to take calculated risks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you have to... You can let that anger out and let it out. But if you get engulfed in that anger, you're going to get caught. Yeah. You're going to get caught with something. It's just, it's one, still precise. One, one punch changes everything. Yeah. And the stakes are so high. Yeah. It's still a precise precision, yes. you know, art yeah. at the end of the I day. I think it's even more pre precision than glove boxing. Than no gloves. Because in glove boxing, 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 glove boxing, you have all this padding here that can block some punches. Yeah, defense. Goes, you know, you have your hands, your punch goes right through, bro. Right through. It'll go right yeah. through. Well, like, uh, I was, you know, obviously I fought Tony Ferguson, was knocked out, and the highlights everywhere. But like growing up uh, boxing with my glove, I would always keep my hand right here because nah. the boxing glove was big enough. Big enough to yeah, and then you see the fight. He got right behind it, and I, I was like, oh, shit. I actually, and after that, from there on, I actually <laughs> was like, <laughs> yeah, I started aiming my thumbs to my temples. Yeah. And I'm sure you had, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like you always have these big 16-ounce gloves. I mean, you don't spar with anything other than 16 ounces, really. You can't. Yeah, otherwise you hurt each other. Yeah, yeah. Each other, yeah. And like you can do little glove sparring, but then it's not. I see people doing it, and, and you know what? And it, it's supposed to be a controlled sparring. Yeah. And it ends up always not being controlled. Yeah, yeah. Especially guys like Brazilians. Why do you think you translated well then? Because we see so many uh, MMA guys go into boxing or going and get pieced up. I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously his base was wrestling, but. Funky Ben. I mean, that yeah, yeah. was. Yeah, I hated to see it happen. Yeah. Guy. Why did even like Tyrone losing yeah. to Jake Paul? You know, that's kind of. And, and like Tyrone was a dominant champion. Yeah. Why do you think you translated so well? Well, first of all, in, in even in MMA, right? In MMA, boxing was like my biggest weapon. Yeah. Hands. I, I, I wanted to come and throw some hands on you, and I started from boxing. Even though I only did three years, I started from that discipline. You know, so I've always had very good confidence in my hands. Now the other thing is this. I told you the story about all these tooth marks in my knuckles. Yeah. Right. So I'm used to street fighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now you have what separates me from the rest of the crowd over there in BKFC. Like you have dogs like Perry. Yeah. Right. And then you have like real clean boxers like uh, the last guy that I fought, for example. Um, yeah. James Lilly, super good boxer. Yeah. Right. Technically. Yeah. He was he was the only one with eight and no other than me. Yeah. yeah. Right. And what separates me from them is that I have both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like I can box you. I can outbox you, pick my shots if I want, and I can just let that dog lose. Grit you, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can do both. And that's what it, I think it takes to be, you know, a world like Mike Tyson, bro. He could, yeah. He would be a dog and <laughs> a technician, you know. And yeah. and I think, I, dude, I really enjoy watching, you know, bare knuckle and watching as it grows and stuff. Uh, so you were saying earlier, you have what, eight belts now, nine belts? At right. home, I have uh, eleven. 11 belts. Show us the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we'll, got, we'll throw that up on the stream. Yeah, we'll throw it up on the stream. You'll have to drop it to us. Oh. So there's only one more space for there's a belt. A space right there. See? Yeah, yeah. Right there. And that's where the, uh, the, that's where the King of Islands needs to be up there. Um, 
so from you know I, I was targeting the king of Ireland's belt but uh dave fellman shut that off really quick you know he said in an interview when people asked him about it because i kept asking about it talking about it he says no we're not gonna we're not gonna be doing a defending thing this is gonna be a one-time thing okay but dana said that about bmf the thing and like now the bmf is it's, again it's, you know yeah. keichi the, the way that i look Holy. at it man if you created a belt for somebody that only had three fights with the organization yeah then you need to create a belt and you need to create, you know, the emperor's belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that's the king of violence, then call me the emperor. Oh, <laughs> the emperor. Oh, <laughs> the warlord. Yeah, the warlord. Dude, that's the king's got to answer. Yeah, yeah, king versus I'll the bring emperor. Bring me my belt. You know, you know, and I think, like, if, you know, you get enough people interested in it, you know Dave Feldman, he's a man yeah, of the people. Cool. He's a businessman. Yeah. yeah, he's a businessman. That's why I know it's big time. Like, when I, you know, because we all know Dana. Everybody, you know, to be honest, I've always loved Dana. But Dana is very much like uh, he's, he's a fair weather friend yeah. a lot of times with people where if you want like within Ghana he's like ah or, <laughs> or the cut man he's like ah I was never his friend yeah yeah uh, his uh, stitch yeah but, but, but what I watched with Dave is like we were in that post fight and he's like just thank you to the fight it felt like he was a promoter for the fight like he's your he's your homie he wants yeah, well you know he actually disinvited himself you know so he he relates right. Understand. Like, do you feel like he's like an actual man of the people? Man really? of the people. Yeah, I believe so, man. He's a super cool dude. And he I have, a, have a good relationship with Dave Feldman. Yeah, and he wants you guys to all succeed. Yeah, yeah. But in the end of the day, it's a business, and he's always going to be down to you know what makes you know what makes sense. Yeah, and at, at the end of the day, he wants to. You want to get paid as much as you can, and he wants to pay you as you know not as little, but as <laughs> fair as he can. But you at know this point, I mean? to be honest, it's undeniable, Luis, that that you should be fighting the biggest fights. I mean, aside, you know, Mike talks about, well, you haven't done what I've done, so you can't be where I am. But you've done what you you've done what you've done, you know, it's <laughs> it's insane. And and BKFC gets to have their own a home because yeah. it's like you're saying, when they're growing they need to steal they need to uh, steal they need to use the star power of guys that have been Makes but sense. now they're big enough. I mean eight seventeen million pay per views that, that night in Salt Lake. That's right? insane. They get dude. to make their own guys now and you're they're you're quintessential. And you have them. You have look, you have juggernaut, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna see the uh, the guy that said he he departs other belts and go fight heavyweight. Yeah, you know you have Juggernaut, you have Christian Ferreira, like you know you have Baboon over here, like yeah. All we need is the opportunity, man. Like, and now they're there. there. Now you and you know I kind of noticed that even at the press conference, all three of you were like, "Here, let us get the opportunity." You you're know like, what I'm saying? Like, we're ready to yeah. bang for this shit. You know, like we're not just asking for something yeah. given. You know. Yeah, and you've earned it. It's not like you're asking for exactly, a handout. Exactly. Yeah, you're a double champ. Who else do you have your eyes on, you know, after this fight? Oh, no, the next uh, next is going to be uh, Austin Trout. So uh, yeah, Trout, right? Trout, Trout is, in my, in my opinion, the highest level glove boxer ever signed to the organization. Now, yeah, Austin Trout's a former, two-time former WBA world champion. Okay, that's... This, so he's dude, a, this dude fought Canelo. He's fought... Yeah. He, he knocked out Miguel Cotto. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he fought the Charlo brothers. Like, this is the highest Ooh. level... Well, do you boxers. think that's going to bring in a bunch of boxing fans? I, I believe so, because he they're definitely out, those eyes are on him. Yeah, because I mean he's got a big name. And he's still ranked in boxing. Oh, he is. Yeah, I he thought is, he. I believe he's he hasn't boxed in like two years though. He fought. Like, he fought about six months ago. So oh, who did he fight? Boxing, you know? I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's the thing, dude. Is that he's going to come into this is. I, I mean, it's I'm not trying to uh, yank you off here, but this is your it's your ring, right? He's coming into your world. Yeah, if you would have seen the he so he did a post. Um, I think it was BKC did the interview with him, and in his interview, he's like, "Well, Palomino is not the biggest man I've ever fought, you know." And uh, 
And uh, I am the biggest name he's ever found out. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I have to go in and drop my comment, right? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this man thinks that that bare knuckles is the only thing I've ever done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, come, I come from boxing people with four-ounce gloves. Yeah, 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 Elbows yeah. and knees to the head. I've fought more, far more dangerous men. I've fought in Russia. I've fought yeah, in Peru yeah, or Chile. Yeah. I've been all over the world doing it. Bro, you had some wars in WC, yeah. uh, World Series of Fighting. Yeah. Now PFL. Yeah, PFL. That, I mean, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people... If like yeah, the PFL is huge now, but you're one of their first champs, really. Gagey, the Gagey fight was what 11 million views right now. Yeah, who's your ideal? Who's your ideal opponent that you know? Who do you prefer to fight, knowing that you'll get a win, an MMA base or a, a boxing base? I really don't care who, man. To be honest with you, I just Oof. I just need. Look, this this is what it's come down to. After chasing, and I'm gonna keep saying this, man, because it's just it's frustrating. After chasing people like Chad Mendes for an entire, you know what it is to chase somebody for a year, Ugh. and you're you're the champion. Yeah, you're the champion, and you're asking for the and fight. you're asking for this fight, and you just like crickets, right? And 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 I didn't even feel like the company even under the you know, or unless he told the company, hey, I really don't want to fight this dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it's to that point already, you know. And mm-hmm. from the messages that I got. That's what it, you know, that's what it is, you know? So, uh, without saying it, Chad Mendes is a pussy. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, at this point, what I said is this, you know, I said, I'm going to keep winning. And what I care about, like I told you, I showed you, I have a wall that has only one space for one more belt. At this yeah. point, I'm 43 years old. I feel great. I don't feel bad about my age at all. I just feel, but, you know, I am running against time. And I, I believe that after... All my accomplishments, everything that I've done for the guy. I'm a company man, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a company man. I, I, for sure. Look, I didn't pick and choose any anyone I fought, and I know who did. Yeah. I know everybody. I'm not going to put no names out there. All these big names, picking and choosing who they fight. But if you were to put a couple names out there. <laughs> <laughs> who's just gonna, I'm just going to say, they <laughs> picked and choose who they fought. I took every single opponent, and I beat them. Yeah. I was supposed to fight Trout in my last fight. Mm. Mm-hmm. I pay sparring partners. I pay them to spar with them because there's some pro boxers yeah. that need to you know, spar with like yeah. higher level guys. They're getting ready for fights too. I have to pay them to spar. So I did a two-month camp training for Trout. And three weeks before the fight, it got switched to James Lynn, yeah. a right-handed person. Yeah. From a southpaw, that's a big change. Big change. All right. And I hurt my knuckle a week before the fight. Yeah. And I literally did that whole fight on one arm, causing my librium to tear and messing up that knuckle. Mm. Oh, shit. So I beat the best and the number one contender, eight and old guy, with one arm. Yeah. Okay? I come back from all the surges, and all I can say is this, man. I don't care who. All I care is the size of the check that comes next to me. Big time. And I'm over here saying, hey, 155, 65, 75. How much? Can't go higher than 175. Well, like, what else do you have to accomplish in the sport you know I mean? other than getting a bat? Well, the thing is, the fact know? of the matter is, honestly, sometimes it's tough to be the first guy through the wall, right? Or in what you are, you're the you're building that company. At a certain point, a company man's got to get taken care of by the company. It's time. It's Come time on. for you to get yeah. your big money check because it, it's not even just about legacy. I mean, your legacy is solid. You look at all these damn belts, but also it's about being repaid by something that you've paid for. You know? yeah. it's, uh, to be honest, it kind of comes full circle with you and BKFC is you defending kids on the corner when they're, you were with BKFC when they were getting jumped by all the other <laughs> ones. Right? Now it's time for them to come in and take care of you. Yeah, I like that one sponsor. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It was time. It's what time. goes around comes around. You've been putting it in. It's yeah. time to get it. It's yeah, time. I think like, especially you said 43, I mean, 
I don't feel like what you don't. If you get another belt, that's cool, you know, it's great, some big names. It's about the I But mean, it's about the money at this yeah, point. That, that and, and, and I've been asking and, and, and campaigning to bring, you know, Bare Knuckle to Peru. You know, I have 39 oh, million people over there, man. You, you know, I'm the only world champion in Peru. Anymore. Yeah, that'd be crazy, dude. And to be honest, I'll see a lot of people, you know, I'm a casual MMA fan, right? And, you know, I would see a lot of people a long time, like, complain when the guy's, like, holding out for more money, whatever it is. It's not a bad thing to be able to be the best in the world at something and be paid for it. In fact, that's what you should be getting for. Yeah. So to be honest, dude, like there's no reason in this world that you shouldn't be fighting the biggest and baddest because that's who you want and getting paid accordingly. Yeah, and I, you proved it. Like with your resume, it's time to yes, get paid, bro. Yeah. Love yeah, that. Time. Love that. Tell us how this fight's going to go February 2nd. Tell us how the fight's going to happen. February 2nd, uh, Trout is going to come in Trout's more of a defensive type of fighter, okay? In all his interviews, he's talking about he's going to make it look easy. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see about making that look easy. Until <laughs> you get in there, you know, bare knuckles, different <laughs> piece, bro. His debut was against uh, Diego Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, Diego Sanchez hadn't fought in how long, you know, and Diego Sanchez, even though he is a sick brawler, He's not known for a high level IQ and striking. Striking, and it was right? just beyond you his know year, I mean? you know, like yeah, he's already, you know, yeah, he's already, right? And like even so, I feel like you're older than him, right? Uh, yeah, because he's like yeah. forty, I think. Yeah, I think Bill was forty, right? Yeah, yeah but like you, uh, you're still like yeah. winning, you know. Yeah. And I feel like if there's a very like fine line, if you're that old and you're not winning, you gotta get the fuck yeah, out. But you know, you're, you're you're like Glover Teixeira. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He is, man. At 40, <laughs> got your belt, dude. Yeah. Now he's get that money. So, so getting sandbagged, because, dude, you got another two, three years of, of, of defense and big, big money fights. They got to not hold you back. Yeah, 45, right? Is that when Glover retired? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. You. I mean, 45 is, is probably like the year. That if, yeah. If I call it quits. And that's, that's two game. fights a year, dude. You got it. Okay, so you're going to get in there? I'm going to get in there, and uh, it's, it's probably going to be a filling out process because, you know, he is a challenger. He needs to come at me, and I don't think he's going to come. So I'm going to time him. I'm going to look for it. And by the end of the second round, he's going to be out of there. Ooh, is he going to be out by Naga or are you going to cut him up? No, it's either or. Ooh. Either either he goes to sleep or he gets cut to the point to stop it. Yeah. yeah. He says, no mas, no mas. No mas. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, That's our look. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like that one boxer, famous, no mas, the, the one boxer. Yeah, yeah. Remember he never came back in? Oh, Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Famous, yeah. though. Famous. Okay. Tell us everywhere we can find you on socials. Tell us uh, Tell us about the p push this fight. Here we go. So, yeah. Uh, follow me. And Instagram is what I use the most, at Luis Baboon. And uh, Twitter, same thing, Luis Baboon. And Facebook fan page, Luis Baboon Palomino. And I just closed a sweet deal with OnlyFans. So, Hell yeah. all the fans. So, if you want to see Luis's dick, you go ahead. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. How so much is that <laughs> subscription? <laughs> I mean, you know, I have have like a ridiculous amount of people from South America, Central America asking me to to teach them, to train them. Beautiful. And and I haven't even started like I have I haven't started a YouTube channel or nothing. I've been waiting. Where am I gonna do everything? So I'm I closed a real good deal with them. Congratulations. And I'm Congratulations. Gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it through them. So and then like that's a nice way to connect. Cause I mean we all know like, but OnlyFans is originally built for mm -hmm. you know yeah. fighters famous people to connect with fans that it, which i i mean it's a great idea because how many people on instagram twitter don't deserve your reaction in time while yeah. only fans they actually have to pay to be a fan i know it's been ruined by all the 
you know, sex it's shit. Not, or, yeah. yeah, but like realistically, it is a great idea. They want to connect with you because of what you've done. They want to have a little bit of your time, mm-hmm. but they should be able to have to pay for that. And compensated, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that is a real job. I mean, we had Sneak yeah, go yeah, on yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a, I mean, it takes yeah, a like lot discuss, of time. Like I have to get a team and everything to like yeah. do the whole, the video shooting, editing. Yeah, we got a team here to do yeah. it. All. Yeah, right? That's it takes great. a lot of yeah, money. Exactly. Yeah. So I have to like ask for this number. That made sense for all of us, and it's the biggest deal of close so far. So dude, hell yeah, congratulations, hell brother! Yeah. Congratulations. Okay, find them out. Uh, honestly, dude, we're incredibly excited for you. Uh, you're a fun dude to be around. We'll yeah, be watching, you. cheering <laughs> awesome, you on, man. man. Awesome. Hopefully, you can fight in Salt Lake too. So yeah, we'll be, be there. Great, man. It'll be yeah, awesome. Right? Right? We just got a gym out there. You come out, and it'll nice. be a lot of fun. Yeah, okay, for sure. Thanks, guys, for tuning into the Coach and the Casual with Luis Baboon. Uh, February 2nd, come watch him whoop some ass. Uh, big thanks to Bucked Up uh, for sponsoring this. And a big thanks to OnlyFans for sponsoring a dude who really deserves it. What a guy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into the Coach and the Casual. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and share it with your friends. Thanks again. Thanks again.